Welcome to the Life Lifted Podcast, where we lift your mind, body, and soul with your hosts, Mike Molina and Chris Musser. We have found the number one up-and-coming fitness podcast in the world. <laughs> this is Life Lifted. On today's episode, in the intro portion, we talk about our lives, catch up a little bit, right? Uh, what we've been doing, what we're going to do. Um, and in the fitness portion of the podcast, we continue our 10-part series on why you're not progressing. On today's episode, we talk about sticking to the same program, sticking to the same thing. We get pretty deep, so this is a good one. Let's get into it. <laughs> you know what? We should have a we should have our have someone make a podcast intro. Yeah. Not that I don't like ours. Yeah. You guys, I think you guys obviously hot. just listen to it, but you know, just to have our own input, that'd be cool. Life lifted. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. Uh how's it going today, Mike? It's it's hot as hell, man. It is what hot. Hell? Yeah. And I got pissed off because it's stupid meter. <laughs> Parking meter. Yeah, it's stupid. Ah. Technology. I'm pissed off now. I don't supposed do to make, no more. Supposed <laughs> to make kidding. our lives easier, and sometimes it complicates it. Yes. So what happened was... What happened was... What happened, see, what happened was... I, w- I was... Obviously, we were coming. I was coming to Chris's house because this is where we filmed the podcast. And you have to pay for a meter. So if you live in LA, first of all, parking sucks, period. So I found a meter, and then and now... Um, you could pay through your phone, supposedly, right? So I was like, cool, I'm going to try it. I've never tried it. So then I paid through my phone, but the stupid light on the meter doesn't change. Like, it's red. So then we're there trying to figure out, like, what the hell? It clearly took my money, and it's on the app it said it was valid, but it wasn't showing on the actual meter. So then I was pissed off, and I don't know. If I get a ticket, it's Chris's fault, so. <laughs> That's what it's like here in Hollywood. <laughs> yes, coming to you live from the heart of Hollywood, California. I know. Literally, man, we're not that far from all the studios, huh? One day, yeah. one day we'll not be in this studio, we'll be in the other studio. Well, we we are recording on the Walk of Fame. That's true. So, that's true. You literally live right by freaking <laughs> Avenue, yeah. Stars or whatever. Yeah. Well, actually, no, that's an actual thing in Culver City. So, mm. is it Culver? No, Century. Anyways, oh, yeah. anyway, yeah, right? anywho, anywho, um, damn, it's been a while since we actually filmed. Yes. Only because it has been crazy. First yeah. of all, I don't know. I think Chris got sick or something. No, you didn't get sick. You just didn't feel well. Then I freaking was out or something like that. I don't even remember. But it's been a couple. You injured your ankle. I injured my ankle. The last so time, last we, time were we were record. supposed to film. Yes. Yeah. So I was playing basketball. Um, went up for a jump shot, off of off of a off of a screen. If anyone obviously understands what I'm saying, jumped up and then landed right on my freaking ankle and it twisted and. Was sprained bad. I was scared. I thought I broke it. Yeah. yeah I thought I broke it because it was bad. It, I had sprained my ankle before. I mean, I played sports my whole life. Honestly, it's in, in, inevitable at this point. But uh, it was bad this time. I thought I had, I genuinely thought I had broke it. Mm, that sucks. <laughs> I went to, yeah. I went to get x rays and everything. Luckily, it's just sprained. I um, remember how upset you were. I was upset. Well, also because, I mean, I mean, lifting is also a big part of, you know, my life and yeah. not being able to lift the way I want to because of something like that. It kind of sucks. Yeah. But it's fine. We're getting better. It's little by little. We're here now. You also were uh, oh. telling me about your neck, right? Something like that? Well, first of all, I injured my back mm, back right, in May. Back, and then um, that got better quickly, but then it was slow going. Getting, you, injured like, it. you injured it. I, did, I was doing some oh, martial someone arts. Knocked, someone knocked you out, right? Yeah. This <laughs> guy threw me. Chris does, uh, what is it, Chris? Some jujitsu grappling Chris does stuff. Jiu-jitsu, just so. in case anyone wants to know. Anyway, um, but it, it got better quick, but then, like, it wasn't completely better, and it just took a little bit of time. 
was really frustrating. I could still work out, but, um, but then all of a sudden all this other stuff, like on that same side, like the front of my front was like kind of painful. And then I went for a run last week, um, on Sunday and like my hips, the side of my hips got all tight and my lower back seized up on me. And I like, mm. I like half a mile in, I'm like, I don't know mm. what is going on with my body, but I think like I was telling you, I think my, my psoas is, is tight or weak or both. Yeah. So you know, about so that before the podcast, it um, could be weak or tight. Yes. I think that's it, actually what caused the injury itself was the, the weakness and the there. weakness when it comes. Yeah. yeah. It makes so. sense. Definitely makes sense. Obviously sometimes it's just, I've had that before, so I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. I don't, I love, I mean, injuries suck, but I love like learning about my body because it's like you try one thing and may not work and then you try something else and you learn something new. So I completely agree with you. I don't know. I find it all really fascinating, even though I get a little, a little frustrated. Oh, I mean, I feel like that's because we're obviously coaches and trainers. Yeah. Um, I feel the same way. I mean, every time I get hurt, I'm like, oh, I an opportunity for me to learn. <laughs> it's right? weird, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, I learned so much about, you know, even this ankle thing, not that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, and again, guys, we're not, we're not PTs. We're not, uh, what is it? We're not therapists. We're not physical therapists, but I, I always, I always say that every personal trainer should know some type of, uh, you know, some, some type of physical therapy, some type of rehab work. Um, because I mean, it's also prehab work, right? Exactly. So there's rehab, yep. but I like to call, I like to work on a lot of prehab stuff, a lot of mobility stuff, a lot of things that when I say that, I mean, but things that you can do to avoid getting hurt. So when we end up getting hurt because of X, Y, and Z, uh, we know how to attack it, and I think it's really beneficial. And I've seen it uh, be a lot really beneficial in my clients. I mean, you see me do some prehab stuff with my yeah. with my clients all the time. Yep. Um, and they love it now. They know why I'm doing it. They know I'm doing it because I don't want them to get hurt or anything like that. Do so. you remember we went to a certification, um, the pain free performance? Pain, P P P P C C C. <laughs> and yes, um, I remember. We were sitting in a room of trainers, and they said, it, "Raise your hand if you've injured yourself in the past six months." And like every hand went up <laughs> and the guy's like, what the hell? You guys are all personal trainers. You know, you should not be injuring yourself, but that's what we do. We kind of push it a little a bit. Little, little and, too much. Um, but it was good learning because we actually were there to learn yeah, how a, to prevent injury amongst ourselves. And I, our clients. that was one of my favorite certs I've ever taken. Yeah, that was really good. Which, by the way, really if any one of you guys are listening, uh, yes, PPSC is that what it is? Pain free, yeah. pain free performance yep. cert, uh, performance specialist or whatever. Um, amazing cert, amazing cert. Really, really love that cert. I mean, like Chris says, talks about a lot of pain-free movement, uh, how to program uh, specific um, for those movements, right? How to program in general for general population. Um, so really like that cert. Learned a lot from that. It was, it was a fun weekend. Yeah, it was. And there's nothing like having a client come in and they have like an injury or something going on and you're able to help to make them feel better. Relief. Oh, man. You know, I, like you said, we're not PTs, but, you know, when we're able to help a client get that and, and move better. It's amazing. You know what's funny? I just heard right before I came in, I was watching, what was I watching? I was probably just going through Instagram, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, this thing popped up where it's like, um, it was talking about, you know what the happiest uh, career or job is in the world? Like the people that are the happiest, most content in the world are? What is it? A PT. Oh, wow. A PT is, huh. they did a research, they did studies, and according to the research, whoever did it, um, the PTs are one of the happiest people because, you know, wow. I mean, they're able to, you know, heal these people, help these people. Yeah. And I can relate to that because, again, like you said, people come to me and sometimes, yeah, it's not even about training. It's about just healing their bodies and making them feel better. I love when, I mean, I have clients who have come to me and I'm like, they literally say, 
this one time I never forget, one of my clients was again dealing with some back pain, and he was like, "Damn, I couldn't, I couldn't wait to come in to see you because my wow. back has been, <laughs> my back awesome. has been hurting." <laughs> so I was like, "Damn, that's 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 awesome." Yeah, definitely. But going back to what we were saying in the beginning, the only reason I was able to help him was because I dealt, I dealt with that before. Yeah, like I was dealing with that before, and I had to learn how to fix it. I had to learn how to address it. So you learn a lot from. I mean, you know, just experience. Yeah, for sure. So for it goes sure. a long way. But, anyways, what um. Do you have a do you have a do you have a session after this? Um, my client actually canceled because they have COVID. Oh, what? Yeah, still in twenty. I know. Well, you, believe it or not, <laughs> like I have what, f- five or six friends in the past two or three weeks that have COVID. Well, I take that so. back. One of my clients also got COVID. Um, but that was like I don't know a month ago. He got like yeah. COVID a month ago. But it's still around, man. It's still around. Yeah. It's. I mean, so. now we can't even post this up because we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to blur COVID out because I guess you can't say that on no on social media, right? <laughs> I, don't know. Well, I don't know. I see people not wanting to talk about it, or they, you know, they just don't refer to it. They got the Rona. They, yeah, they don't refer <laughs> to it as COVID or something like that. But I don't want to get into that. I was about to be like, you know what? Let's talk about that. But yeah, <laughs> that could be a whole different podcast. Yeah, so yeah, I kind of I, I mean it's still a busy day though. I'm going out of town tomorrow just for a San couple Diego. days. Yeah. San Diego. I love San Diego actually. My yeah. girlfriend loves going to San Diego. And it should be a little bit cooler. It's good. I don't yeah. know about Oh, like over there, yeah. Yeah. Out here it's going to be hot as hell. It's going to yeah. be what, 95, I think. I, I think so. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. I'm going to freaking Disneyland. Are you? Yeah, Monday. Really? Well, my mom gets here t- tomorrow. Oh, wow. And they want to go awesome. to Disneyland with my with my Have you been? I uh, the last time I was the last time I went was with her. Really? Like a year ago. Okay. So I guess I'm going with her again. Uh, my girlfriend wanted to go. I mean, I did too, I guess. But um, that should be fun. It's going to be hot as hell, though. But, mm. I mean, we'll see how that goes. I don't yeah. know how I'm going to do with my ankle. Because it's still it's oh, still There's a lot of better, walking. But, yeah. But we'll see. Well, it's a lot of walking. We will, we will see. Excited for some of the rides. Yeah. I've I never been to Disneyland. You've never been to Disneyland. <coughs> really? I went, excuse, I went like a month ago. Back, well, back in May, yeah, for the first time. Oh, really? And uh, that, <laughs> that, like it? that's well, I've been to Disney World. Okay, then you probably uh, didn't like Disneyland, right? So it's, sm- it's way smaller. <laughs> um, but that Star Wars ride, wow! I haven't gone to that. Oh man! The last year that I went with my mom, I was so pissed because it was so packed, and oh, I was like, I'm gosh. not waiting. I'm not waiting. You have to do it. Really? You have <laughs> to. I mean, it says. is like a whole experience. I mean. There's one part you get out, like you f- you feel like you get in a spaceship, and then someone says o- you're helping, you're like doing a task or something. You the doors open up, and there's all these stormtroopers, like real. It's not a screen. They're like all oh, like yeah, hundred. Damn. And you're inside of like the enemy spaceship, and you've been captured as a prisoner, and you're like, oh my gosh. Really, that's it's, cool. It's like a whole immersive. immersive it's real. very immersive. Damn. Yeah. I'm excited actually now because I so. didn't. Yeah, I'm saying I didn't go to that one last time, and I was I was mad. It's worth <laughs> it. I would I would just. Go to Disneyland just for that. Just really, damn. Yeah. Don't hype it up too much, Chris. I'm <laughs> waiting a freaking three hour line and not like it. I'll let you know to be continued on next podcast. T T B C to T. be continued. Oh, anyway, wait. anyways, T H C. What'd you say? <laughs> oh, oh, California. One of my clients actually just he came to me. He's like, "Hey, Mike, I tried a uh, I tried the wheat cream." <laughs> I was oh, like, wow. "What?" And I was like, "T H C or C B D or well uh-huh. C B D." And he's like, "No, both." And then he said that he actually he got it from like an actual weed shop. Like he mm-hmm. went to a shop because someone recommended him. Um, and he said that, he, well, one, he said it did. He's like, it definitely helped the pain. And he's like, but, oh. but he was like, since it contains actual, I guess, uh, THC. THC, right? Because CBD is a, okay. 
So he was like, I think he's like, I think I felt a little, a little, a little some, some. Huh. <laughs> he was like, I felt a little, a little higher. So I thought that was, I was like, all right, well, <laughs> I can't say anything on that. I have tried some of those creams before, um, but it's just like, you know, topical stuff. It's not, yeah. you, you don't feel it. I didn't get it from my weed shop. I got it from like a fitness expo. Yeah. I tried the CBD. Yeah. And it's, it was whatever's. Yeah. Uh, CBD cream, by the way, just. Yes. CBD cream. <laughs> What about Tiger Balm? I was using that this morning. Really? Have I've never used, used it. I no? use Icy Hot. Yeah. I grow, you know, but I've never used Tiger Balm. People say that one's like amazing. Or yeah. I've used like, what is it, Salon Paz? Is that oh, yeah. That I've used, uh, <laughs> what's the Mexican one? <laughs> of, of course I've used Vicks, but that's different. I use that for when I'm sick, not when I'm hurting. There's another one. I can't think of it. Bengay. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Go. That's not the one I was thinking about, but that one also. Huh. Anywho, anywho. Now, um, so today we are continuing our series. Is that right, Chris? That's exactly it. I'm, wow. I'm excited. It's I'm this. It has been. If you guys have been following, it's been it's been fun. It's been fun. Um, it's only gonna get better. Some of the some of the ones some of the these beginning ones are kind of me and Chris were talking about. They're kind of they're not repetitive. They're different, but they have similarities in it. And you guys obviously will will, will realize that and notice that. But they need to be said, man. They need to be said. So, so, so the last time we talked about um, one of the reasons that you're not making progress is because you're changing your program too often. So this time we thought we would um, kind of take the opposite. And um, one reason that you may not be making progress is because you're sticking to the same program or the same way of doing things. Yes, sticking to the same program. A lot of people do that. I mean... I've had, I mean, I've fallen into this. Have you fallen into this? Oh yeah, I fell into yeah. this once, big time. Uh, I I found this program online. I was still, it was still, I was still beginning. Um, it was like a power building program, so I bought it off this dude online, right? Pretty big. I'm not gonna say his name because eh, his programs are whatever. Now that I understand. Um, but anyways, I got some results from it. I got results from it, so I ran it initially right and i love this i was like oh damn this is amazing the best program ever you know it's like i i'm gonna continue freaking doing this um and the second time around i still got something out of it right because i was i mean I, i got stronger so i was starting to lift more right um but then there came a point where i wasn't getting anything from it as mm-hmm. a matter of fact i was decreasing right i was i was all the progress that I had made not even plateau no i wasn't even plateauing i was actually i was going backwards well wow. right because well i was doing the exact same thing my body got used to it yeah i wasn't giving my body that that new stimulus right it knew it knew exactly what we were gonna do they knew you know like it knew my body knew the order knew the weights already i wasn't progressing i had i was just doing the same thing for too long so instead of progressing i was going backwards so um before we get into explaining everything you, you got you said you got a story too Actually, yeah, but it's kind of it's more nutrition based. Really, same uh, thing. So, when I first worked with a trainer, um, I never, I didn't know a lot about nutrition. I just kind of did what I thought I should do, and which was not really great. Um, but he put me on this. Like, he gave me kind of specific macros, and it was very low carb, which I had not done before. Um, and like most people who haven't done anything like that before, they switch to low carb. You see some some weight loss might be water weight might be we're getting we don't want to get into the science (laughs) behind it but i did get results i was like and plus what i was doing with him as far as the training the two things working together 
So he started to adjust my nutrition and like I was having a carb with dinner um, every day. And then he said, I want you to add a post-workout carb. Well, I was like, no, I really like what's You're going like, on I don't, here. I don't want to do this. <laughs> so you don't want to change I that. Didn't, I didn't do it. Damn. And I, uh, one night I was laying in bed. I was tossing and turning. My mind was spinning. I couldn't sleep. I was thinking about work. And I was like, man, I'm so stressed right now. And then the next night it happened. So I went to train with him in the morning. I'm like, I, I can't sleep at all. I'm like tossing and turning. My head is spinning. And he told me, you got to add that carbon and you'll see that you sleep better. And he's like, because he said, did you do your post-workout carb? I'm like, no. He's like, you can yeah. like, God damn it. That's what so, I told you. <laughs> but the, the whole point of it, I mean, you know, different nutrition practices work for different people. So don't take what I say and just do that. Right. But the whole point of it is that's what you needed at at the time. That's what I needed. And in my mind, I was like, this worked so well. I don't want to change it. Like I was like, I was scared to do something different because what I had done had worked so well. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole reason why people don't change in the first place because they're comfortable where they're at. Yeah. Right. They don't change changes. Change is hard. It's painful. Right. No one wants to do it. And like you said, if you find something that works, you think it's going to work forever. And that's where that block is there's always a chance that the program or whatever you do may not work. And I think somehow our own like egos are tied to like, if something doesn't work, it's almost like, you know, it's a failure. We don't want to fail. Right. I mean, no, 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 so one, no one does anything to fail. I think that's, that's part of the reason is like, you know, we get trying something new. There's always a possibility it won't work. And subconsciously it's like, you don't want that. You don't yeah. want that. I mean, that's the scary part. That's the risk. The risk factor to it, right? Yeah, but I mean, there's there's a lot of people, not not just not just ourselves, like Chris was saying. I mean, I have clients too that same thing, same thing. I mean, they come to me, um, and they'll tell me something. One of my clients came to me once, and he had been running the same program for like two years that his ex trainer gave to him. He's like, yeah, I had a trainer before, and I, me over here thinking that he had trained, you know, like he had just I don't know, just left them a couple months ago. I tell him like, oh, when's the last time? He was like, oh, like a year and a half ago. And I'm like, so you've been doing the same thing he gave you for a year and a half. I'm like, well, there's your problem, right? And but then it worked at initially. First, yeah, him, initially so. it works, but then it's funny. So, same thing when they come to me. So then I'm like, all I do, and I tell them straight up, like, I'm, I, I want them to understand what we're doing and why we do it. And I straight up tell them, like, look, I'm gonna change your routine, obviously, and you're gonna get amazing results just of the fact that I'm doing that. Like, don't think I'm a wizard or anything like that. Or my program's going to be the best thing ever. It's just the reason that we're going to change your, your routine a little bit, right? We're going to give you new exercises, new tempo, whatever it is. That's the whole reason why they're able to start seeing that new progress. And I specifically tell them how long we're going to do it, mm. right? So I'm like, look, for the next six weeks, we're going to do this. For the next eight weeks, we're going to do this. And Again, that's periodization, right? So then they know, like, we train in blocks, and that's how you keep progressing. And I explain to them, the reason why you keep progressing with me and the reason why they don't want to leave me is because I keep on progressing. I keep on changing what we're doing. Oh, yes, there, there is, it is kind of sequential, right? It's kind. I do have a structure to it. I do have, like, a long-term thing uh, according to their goal. But I do periodize. Same thing when you, same thing with your nutrition. Like they say, depending on what we're doing, depending on what we're working on at the moment, um, I change up the nutrition a little bit. Like I change their macros a little bit. I change what they're eating. Like you said, at that moment, you needed that extra carb, right? Because you were so depleted, right, of everything you were doing. And again, the reason why you, I want to make this clear, side note, what Chris was saying, um, I think we should talk about it because a lot of people just heard you like, oh, you, they, you saw amazing results from carbs. 
he was in a caloric deficit. Yeah. <laughs> he was eating less. That's yeah. the only reason, right? That's a lot of people, they go on keto or something like that, and they say, like, oh, I'm losing weight. Well, yeah, because you're in a freaking caloric deficit. You know, you're eating less. You're obviously eating less calories than before. So, of course, you're going to lose weight. It has nothing to do with the actual diet that you're on. It just has to do with you intaking less. Anyways, we're not, we won't get into that too much right now. We'll have a whole other episode just based off uh, nutrition and everything else like that. Let me ask you a question. So... I'm the average person listening to this and I don't have the knowledge that you or I have because you're talking about progressing someone and all of that. So I guess, you know, one of the, we're saying here that if you're not progressing in the gym, it's because you're sticking to the same program, but how am I as an average person, how do I know what I need to change because I don't have, the knowledge that a trainer has. First of all, it's your problem. You don't have a trainer. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> kidding. No, but um, I mean, we always say as trainers, listen to your body, right? Listen to your body, and like your body will tell you. Your body will tell you, like if, you know, if you're, if you're doing too much, you're doing too little, or again, like you say, if you felt too fatigued, you couldn't sleep, anything like that. Um, I mean, it was a little bit. The mic was in my way, but it it one. By the way, I'm not even kidding about the trainer part because obviously you learn a lot from a it's trainer. A, it's a great investment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was being serious about that. But, I, but I like to tell my to tell my people. Well, one, do your research. I see, figure out what you need to do. It goes back to no, finding someone that knows what they're doing. I think like also going back to your goal. So you know, if someone's trying to gain muscle or they're trying to lose fat, like that's important, right? It is initially because sometimes. I mean, we know as trainers, sometimes there's certain things that even though, I mean, we talked about it a little bit in the past, right? For example, like if your goal is weight loss, but you're, you know, you've been in a deficit for too long or anything like that, we have to reverse diet you, things like that. So yes, go back to your goal. But then even then, some people don't know how to start from there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they don't know what direction to go from. But in going to, to try to simplify this the easiest way we can either nutrition or either or either i mean with your workouts try something that you suck at mm. try something that you haven't tried before what are you avoiding well, yes so yeah. what are you avoiding so for example nutrition wise try a new freaking vegetable try a new fruit right something that you haven't had before those are the things that i like to tell my clients practical advice would be that um just i like to tell them try something new same thing with the exercises like find something you probably been avoiding that you suck at. For some people, maybe it is the barbell lifts. Maybe they've been avoiding the lifts because they've been on machines so tough for long, right? Mm-hmm. So go ahead and try that. Go ahead and go try that barbell lift, right? You're gonna suck at it at first. It's gonna suck, and you're you're probably gonna hate it, right? But eventually, you'll obviously get better at it, and you get more return, right? Same thing with with vegetables. That's the way I did it. Now I love like Brussels sprouts. Growing up, I hated them, mm, yeah. and I feel like a lot of people say that because you know your taste buds change all this. But no, no, no. I was already well into you know my adult age or whatever whatever you want to call it and i still hated it but i kind of i'm not gonna lie i kind of forced myself to eat them and i'm not and I'm, not, I'm not saying do that guys but I, I i love my body i love myself i love my health and i know i'm not saying brussels sprouts in general you know but i'm saying like for me that was one thing that i wanted to eat them i, I know the benefit to them i know how you know the nutritional value of it and mm-hmm. i cared about my body so much that me trying them and like trying different recipes, things like that. I end up now I like them. I mean, you've seen me 
bring them in my meals now, right? Yeah. I heard you had sushi this it's week. It's one of my staples. <laughs> First of all, what does it have to do with anything? Oh, by trying new things? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, by the way, guys, I've never had sushi. And the, uh, yeah, this, this is perfect. This you is a had perfect sushi for, yeah, the so the, for the first time. It was one of our friend's birthdays, another trainer of ours. Um, it was his birthday and he wanted to eat sushi. And I was like, I'm down, but I've never had sushi. Oh, I mean, I've had sushi, but not real sushi. Mm-hmm. I mean, real sushi people know what I'm talking about here, right? <laughs> like, I've, I had a freaking California roll. That's uh-huh. it. You know, I've had a Costco roll, <laughs> but I've never had real sushi. Um, and yeah, for the first, I wanted to try it. So, same thing, what we're talking about. I wanted to try it. I was like, I want to get introduced to this. And at first, obviously, it kind of is scary, even though it's because it's like, well, it's raw fish. You know, it's like sushimi, things like that. I was kind of scared. What if my body doesn't like it? What if you know, I feel like throwing up or something? Um, and even when you see it, I mean, if you never had sushi like that, like the, the raw form sushimi type, it's kind of intimidating. Like if you don't like fish like that, it's kind of intimidating. So but I did go celebrate his birthday and I loved it. It was good. I wouldn't say I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, because I feel like there's a lot of people that are like that about sushi. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like that, but I definitely would go back. I definitely, someone advised me, I definitely would go back. I, I enjoyed the meal, um, and I could say that I actually like sushi, I guess, right? That's awesome. But going back to that, yeah, I, just, I decided to try it, um, and now that's something different, right? That's something different that I have added to my diet, right? I'm not saying this, by the way, we're not talking about the nutritional value. We're just talking about you know certain foods and the, my experience with it. Um, but going back to the, the the initial question, right? It's like, yeah, that's that's something that I like to do. I like to mess around with. The other day, I bought bison meat. I had never bought bison mm. meat. Well, right, and I was like, well, I want to try bison. Very gamey, <laughs> right? Very gamey. I don't know if it's for me, but I I went out and did it. I huh. went out to try that new thing, right? And maybe sometimes, you know, what's you know the weirdest part is sometimes people will, will let's say they they, I don't know, let's say let's say what we're talking about right now, bison or Brussels sprouts. They eat them. And they feel better because maybe just maybe they were deficient in one of the, nutri- the nutrients that those things provide. Mm, right? I've heard that. Yeah. Yet, and that's that's one of the things I tell my people, like, let's try something new. And again, going back to your body will tell you your body will tell you. Right. If you try something new, for example, let's say, you know, I don't know, you try a new exercise moving on to exercise. I decided to try your new exercise. And all of a sudden you're like, hey, you know what? That one that one hip pain that I had is gone now. Yeah, right, because they started doing I don't know something, right? So it's like, or you notice like your body changing you in a different way change, that it's yeah, never so it's changed like your before. Body will tell you. So it's yeah. like try those things, and your body will tell you. That's my number one thing. So what about even like um, people who are doing like a bodybuilder split and changing that up and doing something different? You know, versus oh, I have uh, I have clients like this. Actually, my first client ever, like uh-huh. my first client ever. He's still with me, by the way. Now. Even years after, um, he's straight up. We still train. I still train him like a bodybuilder, but I include different things, more functional stuff, kettlebells, a little more mobility stuff, a little just different different modalities of training. Yeah. Um, and when he came to me, he was already, I mean, he had been training his whole life. He was, I mean, he was pretty, he looks a, a, like he looked the part. You could like, okay, this guy bodybuilds, you know, he's pretty, huh. he was pretty jacked. Um, and then once he came to me, he he was i mean yes he was stuck for so long such a long time because that's the only things he only trained like a bodybuilder right like even the way he sh- no, i like to the, the shoulder press right bodybuilders don't come all the way down right they's like <laughs> boom right cuz it's like there's value in that there's yeah. value in shortening the range of motion right but 
me changing that up for him, like, okay, like, we're going to come all the way down here, right? And he was, of, he was of, hating it, I bet. He hated it at first. He's like, oh, I'm not as strong, right? I suck at it. And then now he loves it because he's like, oh, my gosh, Mike, my, my shoulders look way more developed now because that all that rest of the range of motion that he wasn't getting from the other lifts, right? So a lot of things like that, little things that, that he hadn't done ever before that I introduced to him that he likes now, mm. right? Little, like, I don't know what else, something something that he never, something so simple, like it could have been a, like a kettlebell row. He had never done he a kettlebell row. He's done dumbbell rows, right? Mm-hmm. But the the he 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 liked the way the kettlebell row felt. He liked the way it just it was just different to him, right? The yeah. way the leverage is, the way the weight kind of feels, it yeah. was different for him, and he he enjoyed that, and he got you know benefit from it. There so was um there was a client that I had at Crunch for a short time, but um he was like chest day, leg day, back day, <laughs> and I said I like said that. hey let's switch it up, let's do or like you know chest what is it um buys and uh is it uh, chest and triceps yeah. you know and i was like hey let's change let, let me change it up i think you would benefit from doing like maybe do a chest and back on the same day his jaw dropped he's like, he like i like uh, he just heard like the like the craziest thing he's ever heard in his life That's funny. and i was like let's let's do a workout like that and uh he was like wow this wow yeah, this was good <laughs> uh, you know so i mean i think that's one way you can modify is just if you're doing kind of a weird, like a split, like just change it up. Do a full body one day, you know? Yeah, I mean, full body, it's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of my bodybuilders, because um, somehow I attract some of those people too. But then again, I mean, um, I I I sometimes change them to a full body routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, If you know any bodybuilders, they do not they do, do that. that. <laughs> they do not do full body. They, again, like who's saying chest and back, things like that, right? And it's like I change that. I will change that for a period of time. I'm like, look, we're gonna do this for a little bit, and then they love it and fall in love with it, and then they want to continue doing it. And then that's why I'm like, no, we're not gonna do that. We gotta go back to you know, we'll go we'll switch it around. I think, for example, I mean, we were talking about this this whole thing, right? Our podcast, our lives, our 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 our, our jobs, right? Our career choices. Um, we left, we left our nine to five job to pursue this passion. We mm-hmm. we left that. We had to change that. And so far, so good. I mean, it's one of the best decisions I think I've ever made in my life. I don't know about you. It's been tough and it's been hard as hell. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I heard this this one thing that, that, that I mean, it's true. It's like, yes, leaving your 9 to 5 job is scary. But what's scarier than that is never knowing what your life could have been if you didn't. Yeah. Right? Never being able to know how your life could have changed, how your life could have been different. Right, it's like your family's life. How could it have been different if you never left that nine to five? Yeah, I don't want that. Right, like they say, change is scary, but it's hard. It's hard. It's scary, but it's scary to stay in the same place. Does that sure make sense? Is. Yeah. So it's like same thing. I mean, th- th- yes, it's scary, but it's like in life, in anything in life, it's like man, you have to go ahead and be able to take that jump, right? That leap of faith. The worst yeah. thing that's gonna happen is what you fall and that's it. You get you get back up. Yeah, that's it. That's all you gotta do. I think um, a lot of people know that they want something different, but they say, and I do this is like, I have like a reason, reasons why, like I can't do this because like I couldn't leave my job because I didn't know if I could even make money being a trainer or, you know, I wasn't athletic when I, you know, I had a lot of reasons. We always, Um, yeah, we're our biggest critics, man. We're our biggest, yeah. But what I found is those obstacles are the way through it. You have to lean into those things that you feel like are um, the challenges. And when you lean into it and you 
go through it, that's where you become stronger. You become a different person. You become a better person, especially when, when you know in your heart this is something that a change you want to make. Absolutely. I mean, pressures make diamonds, right? We all heard that. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes, yeah, sometimes you think it's cliche, but no, it's not, man. It's true. When you actually, you know, when you take those words to heart, it's like, it's, it's true. Um, so it's, it's, I've, I, the, the greatest things in my life so far have all been at the end of obviously something that was difficult at the end of something that was hard, right? At the end of something that I was scared to do, right? All of the greatest things I think so. Yeah. Right. They all have been through something like that and all the greatest lessons I've been through hard times right yeah the testing of your faith produces perseverance it's a verse but still it's like something that i take to heart yeah when i think about to like i in my ideal mind i have where i'm at now and i have where i want to be and i know that i've got to go through i've got to get there right so i decide to make the change and at first it's exciting <laughs> but then you hit the part where like the shit hits the fan oh, hell yeah. and i also i often think that right when you're about to get through that hard thing is when things are the hardest and a lot of times people just give up and you got to push through that is you know i mean it's like those last couple of reps yeah i mean those you know that's where, that's where the money's at you're starting to fail that's, that's where, where you want to push so that's true i mean you never know how close you are and you know and if you if you give up you ever seen that that video uh, that video that picture of like it's like a minor a minor uh not a, not like minor but like a minor cave what do you you know what I'm talking about? Like mining for diamonds? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I was trying to like, yeah. <laughs> so if anything, we'll put it up on the video so you guys can see it. It's right here. Boom. Editor, me, aka me, put it right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like he's like digging whatever in the tunnel, right? And then he gives up. But like one more strike, he would have hit the diamonds. He's almost there. Yeah, like yeah. one more strike. Literally one more hit, right? One more hit on the cave, he would have hit the diamonds. But. Because he didn't want to do it, and he gave up, and he didn't want to take that extra little hit, mm. he never got to it. Well, right, and that's what I'm scared of in my life. I'm yeah. scared that I don't decide to do that, like this podcast. I just like in my head, I c I feel like I genuinely think like if you get better, like you could literally become good at anything, right? As long as you put in the reps, right? We're putting in the reps here. It's like I genuinely believe it could this could actually become something, right? As long as we put in the reps. But I'm scared of never being able to do it, never being able to voice my voice, right? Never being able to explain these things that we're explaining now out into out into the world like uh, mm -hmm. i'm scared of not doing that i'm scared of like not being able to do it. like looking back and i'm like damn i could have done this and i didn't do it mm. right that's scary to me like i have all this whatever knowledge experience whatever whatever you want to call it, this skill that i have that i have been working my whole life for it's like it is a scary thing to not give it out to the world mm -hmm. right like i feel like that's again one of your callings one of your purpose in this life it's like you you realize what those things are and that to me is scary not like I don't know about you, but it's like I want to be able to become that person I was called to be, right? And it's like whatever's fulfilling in your life, whatever you feel like makes you happy, like this stuff makes me happy. Like being able to teach or coach or whatever it is, like it's like it makes me happy. It makes me fulfilled. So it's like how is that not a calling in my life, mm -hmm. right? So how am I not going to do this? I think it's a, a balance on a scale that most people face is the fear of change or the fear of not getting to do the thing that you feel like you know, people oh, always yes. have that scale in their minds. And a lot of times I think the fear of change weighs people down more 
than the fear of missing out on doing what the hard thing. You yes, know? a lot of people are like that. I mean, I wasn't always like the way I am now. I definitely same. was one of those people. Yeah. I was definitely way more scared of the change than you know than 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 staying in the same place. Like I was like comfortable staying in the same place. I was like, it's way too scary to, <laughs> to take that leap. Yeah, you know. But again, surrounding yourself with people with the, uh, that are of the same mindset helps a lot. And even if they're not of the same mindset, just surrounding yourself with those people helps. You know why? Because I mean, me and Chris. I don't know about you, Chris, but I definitely, I I definitely gain more confidence seeing our friends leave, mm, right? Seeing yeah. like Jeremiah, Jeremy, yeah. I don't know if they want their names out there, but it's like seeing our friends leave gave me some confidence of like, okay, this is our friend group. You know, they're essentially, you know, striving and doing what they got to do. And it's like, that gave me also the confidence of like, okay, well, they're doing it and I'm pretty much in the same place. Yeah. You know, it's like, why can't I? Right. But if I didn't have those friends around me, those people around me, it would have been a lot more difficult, I think. Mm. Right? I think it would have been a lot more difficult. As a matter of fact, you left before me, right? Yeah. So it's like when you left, that was like my final straw too. I was like, what the hell am I doing here? Hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So surrounding yourself with the right people, man. That's is, hard. It, it is a big, it is a big, it, it's a huge game changer. Yeah. It is a game changer. I'm I'm thinking like how does someone, if they are in the, in the place right now where they're not surrounded by those kinds of people that they need in their lives to help them make a change, how do they... How do they start to even find that community? Um, I think, though, like, you know, I think just putting the intention out there and, you know, saying that you want to want do that. And then those people start to show up in your life. You I know, think so. you, I mean, there's uh, there's a period of time that elapses between the time that you decide you want to make a change and put the intention and things start happening. And I don't know. I found like whenever I decide to do something and I'm like, I'm going to go for this. I don't know what that path is going to look like. I have in my mind an expectation of it. But then like these little things start to happen. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, oh my gosh, like only only this could happen. You know, it's crazy. I, so I, what you mean, yeah. I think if, you know, if you're listening and you're in a place where you, you may think to yourself, you're not surrounded by these kinds of people, just start with the intention that you want to find people like that. And um an intention that maybe the people around you start showing up differently too. And, and you'll see that that starts to change in your life. Yes, absolutely. I mean, what Chris is saying, I mean, essentially it starts in your mind, man. That's what Chris is trying to say. Yeah. Like th- th- literally, even if you do absolutely nothing physically, like, you know, going somewhere, going there, just the thought of you, like wanting that in your life puts it into action, right? Like you just, the, just the thought of you like, damn, I, I really want this change in my life. You telling yourself that every day, every day, saying you want this, you want it. Eventually, you yourself will physically, you know, start putting yourself out there, physically going to those places that you'll probably meet these people. I mean, that's a, that's how I've seen things happen in my life. I don't, know, um, I don't know about you, but but, and anytime, yeah, and like anytime I wanted to to learn something, right? I think. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll simplify it. I mean, anytime, you know, the time I wanted to to learn more about lifting, what did I do? Whoa. I went to somewhere that, you know, I went to a gym and I met people and I learned more about them and I made friends there, right? I wanted to play basketball. Well, I slowly started going to the park and then met some people that played basketball there, right? But it uh, all started with me saying, like, you know, I do I want this. Like, yeah. You know? And even though I didn't do anything for a couple months, right, in the beginning, me just keep on telling myself that, keep on telling myself, like you said, set the intention of me wanting to do this. Eventually, my, I mean, my heart followed, right? Like, my, it yeah. started in my brain and eventually... 
the, the brain is the control tower of your whole body, right? Yeah. So once it starts in the brain, it eventually will get to the heart and you'll actually act upon it, I'd say. Yeah, I think physically speaking it is important. So if you have someone you can actually say to, this is what I'm going to do. This is, you know, what change I want to make. There's a, a real big, I found a really big power in actually speaking it. Um, and it's not one, it's not just enough to kind of have it in your mind and want it, but it's another thing to start taking action. And that's really where the magic starts to happen for me is when. It's also the hard part. This, oh my <laughs> God, it's so hard, you know. It's also the hard part. It's because that first step is always the hardest one, you know. It's just, I mean, faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it takes to take faith uh, to take that first step, man. But uh, going, going, <laughs> yeah. We, we well, wanna, you know, though, I mean, all of this is related. It to is that, because like I mean, a, a big part of a big part of of people not wanting to change the program. Me and Chris were talking about. We believe that a big part of it has nothing to do with 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 you know, like the 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 what do we want to call it the whatever you. It's it's deeper than just you not wanting to change your program. It's, it's deeper than you just than just like oh I'm used to this. I'm used to eating this veg. I'm used to eating this way. I'm used to eating my my diet is this way. I'm used to you know when I work out. I'm used to doing these exercises. I only want to do this right. It's like it's it's not it's not only about that. It's deeper than that, right? When my clients come to me, I always ask them, well, why? Why you like this? No, mm-hmm. Not like that. Not you know. <laughs> but it's like I why? do ask them like okay, so it's like you know you like this and that. I ask them why. You know, we go deeper, like, okay, so how, why why do you feel that way? Why does that make you feel like that? When you do this, you feel this way, why does that make you feel like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I go deep into it. Like, I could ask, I've told you this before, like, I've asked a client why, like, five times in a row, and they always, they back, they back, they back, and eventually they start, like, crying because it's like, they get to that root, right, of why this actually makes them feel this way, why they always doing, trying to do this workout, why they're always trying to eat this way, why they don't want to change, right? Yeah. So it's like... I believe and we believe like it's deeper than that. It's it definitely it's definitely a mental battle. It's definitely a mental battle that people don't talk about um, that I've seen and we've experienced and our clients experience is definitely it's deeper. It's a mental battle of why people don't want to essentially make that difference, make that change and why they're stuck in their ways. Right. Yeah. I mean, I use that all the time with myself. I journal and if I have something kind of brewing in my head, I'll I'll ask why. And then I'm like, why and why I write the answer. So it's a it's a good uh, tactic to dig really deep for yourself is just um ask yourself keep asking why until you get to the root cause yeah and eventually don't be don't be don't be um just what's the word don't be disheartened or or or, uh, discouraged when you do that and you're like well i still don't you know like that doesn't go because sometimes you yourself are stopping you like you'll ask yourself why and then you say you tell yourself a reason but then that's not that's not even it, right? Mm-hmm. You're just you yourself don't want to admit to it. You yourself don't want because I had a client like that once. I'm not gonna name his name, but um, I, I asked him why do you work out? Like why do you keep on coming to me? Right? Like wh- why? Because this person would come to me like four to five times a week, right? So I would mm. see him a lot, and I mean, let's be honest, it's expensive, right? It's expensive to train that many days. And I would ask him like why do you come? And then obviously the usual answer, well, I just want to look good, this and that. And I'm like. Okay, but why, you know? And then every time he would come something new. And then, like, a week went by, whatever, two weeks went And then randomly, we were, I remember clearly, we were, like, bench pressing or something. And then he, he, he finishes his sentence, like, hey, Mike. And I'm like, what happened? What's up? He's like, he's like, I've been thinking about what you told me. And I'm like, well, you know, confused. I'm like, what did I tell you? And he's like, I think I know why. You know, mm. like, randomly. He had been thinking about this for two weeks plus. Wow. I didn't even know that. I didn't know yeah. it had that impact, right? But it's like. 
he generally wanted to know. And then obviously he told me, I'm not going to explain his why, but he told me and it was a lot deeper. It went down to his childhood. It's like this and wow. that, right? My father, this, trying to get the, or whatever. I'm not going to explain it, but, but it's like a lot of us have that. A lot of us have the, those whys behind us that we really don't know unless we really dig deep of like why we, we get stuck in our ways and why we like to do the same things, right? Over and over again. A lot of our lives are like that. A lot, I know people whose lives are very like, what do you call it? Like is structured, right? Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I'm not saying structure is bad. I'm not saying because I live a pretty structured life, right? Day, day in and day out. But sometimes, I mean, yeah, I mean, we get used to that. We get so used to doing the same thing because like you said, it's, it's quote unquote working for us, right? Yeah. But it's comfortable. It's yeah. Comfortable. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll actually be a little vulnerable here too. Like I remember when I was looking for a trainer and they asked, they would ask me, you know, why, why do you want to <laughs> make a change? And, um, I was giving a lot of those surface answers if I look back on it. And finally I was like, you know, I want to be in the best shape of my life. And, <laughs> um, I did, I did. I was looking, I was also looking for approval in my answer. So like the, what I was saying it wasn't as genuine because I was like, Oh, I want to give a really good answer. Mm. So I think, you know, that's another thing is you're digging deep, try to separate yourself from what others may think of your why and really get deep into what's important for you. Because I was in a phase where I was wanting approval for my why, you know, I was not really going deep enough. And I mean, even when it comes to, your workout program, for example, if you're doing the same thing, are you doing it because your friends are doing the same program or, you know, the guy in your gym that you talk to that lives a certain way is doing that? Like, are you doing it for other people's approval or are you doing it because this is what you feel like your body needs and is going to help you progress? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so. a lot of us also, I mean, going going back to that, it's like, there's people that go to the gym or, or, or eat a certain way because they heard this quote unquote doctor say that, or they heard this person and like, Oh, that person looked good. They're eating, they're taking these vitamins. I'm going to take the same vitamins. <laughs> oh, that person eats this way. I'm going to eat like them. Right. Uh-huh. So then they get used to that type of eating. But it's like, again, it's like, are you doing that because they told you, because that's exactly what your body needs. Right. Cause sometimes you could be eating that and you're like, well, this, this isn't, I don't feel well with this. Right. Or it's like, damn, that was a hard work. That was too much. Right. But it's like, just because someone else is doing it or you saw someone, it's like, no, it's like, that's that's also, again, going back to what I said in the beginning, man, a personal trainer or a coach helps find that, that you know, that that what is needed for you personally. Yeah. That's where the personal part comes from, right? It's like, I, I pride myself in that because, like, I, every single one of my clients is on something different. Every single one of them eats different. Every single one of them has a different diet, right? It's like, mm-hmm. they're all doing something different, but that's, so it's like, is one wrong over the other? No, it's like, that's what works for you. Yeah. Right. That's what you need. That's what your body needs. Right. So it's like, we have to ask ourselves, like you said, I love that. As you said that it's like, we have to ask ourselves, is that what I need? Right. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, for me, a big part of it, I mean, a little bit, a little part for me, you, you see how much I do mobility work. Right. But it's mm-hmm. like, for you again, you see me now, but it's like, I was like a hundred pounds, like I said before. Right. So it's like this new body that I have, it's like my body doesn't know how to move with it. Hmm. So it's like, for me, mobility work is like, I need that stuff. It's like, does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, my body is, needs to do those things. Otherwise I will not feel good. Mm-hmm. Right. But if, for example, someone else, I mean, not saying that there's people that don't need it. Everybody needs it, but I'm saying like, maybe there's someone a lot more mobile than me, a lot better than me. It's like, Maybe they don't have to be doing as much as I do. Yeah. Right. So I don't need to preach them to be doing that. Right. So it's like, 
again, going back to what you said, it's like, what is it that your body needs? It goes back to the thing that we've been saying this whole time. Listen to your body. Your body will tell you when you try those different things, those different nutritional stuff, right? Different workout stuff. And you never know. You'll surprise yourself. You'll surprise yourself. You, you're going to end up, if you see something working, you're going to obviously like it. You're going to enjoy doing that thing, right? Mm-hmm. Going back to my Brussels sprout thing. I hated them, but it's like I saw how good I felt from them, how how much I liked them. It's like eventually you just start you, just, you start liking that thing. You start enjoying it because you see how it makes you feel, how your body changes. Yeah, I think like one of the biggest takeaways for people is um, if if you're currently doing one thing to find something, one that you may be avoiding um, or that you don't like and start to implement that. And, you know, that could be someone who's only doing like cardio or group fitness classes. Try some strength training, someone who's doing only like lifting, try some, you know, conditioning work, you know, do something different. Um, you know, you don't have to have all the knowledge and you don't have to have it all together. It's like when you started doing your mobility work, you probably didn't know exactly everything that was going to work for your body. But now after doing it and trying different things out for over the past couple of years, now, you know, so, um, we like to have that certainty. We like to know, like, if I'm going to change one thing, what's it going to look like a year from now? Well, you don't know that, but you just got to start, just, just start. And so, um, I think that's that's great for people who are listening, who are just, you know, trying to figure out where do I even begin to make a change? And it's just, you know, start simple. Start with one thing. Start with one thing. That's what that's what that's the biggest thing when trying to change something. I always say start with one thing. Mm-hmm. I, as a matter of fact, I had a conversation with my clients yesterday. Right, We were talking about, I mean, I'll say I could say what we're talking about. We were talking about obviously his nutritional, um, how, how, how he struggles a bit with, um, overeating and instead of me being like okay well, we're gonna do this this and that this and that all i said was like you know what we should do we start with changing the plate you eat on hmm. one thing that mm-hmm. we're changing does that make sense but this like that domino effect is going to happen eventually right same thing it's like what chris is saying it's like find that one thing if you don't want to change your program right now if you, you know you're still stuck in your ways find one exercise find one new exercise that you want to do right that, that you, you're probably gonna suck at it but try that one thing and go from there just try that one thing again. Like I said, try that one vegetable that you haven't ate. Try that one meat that you haven't ate. Have to try this. I, I, you know what? I don't want to get too deep into this, but there's a lot of diets out there, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's such thing as a bad diet. I think there's bad, bad application to, of the diet. Mm-hmm, I Does agree. that makes sense. Yeah. There's a lot of good things from keto. There's a lot of good things from paleo. There's a lot of good things from Mediterranean. There's a lot of good things from each and one of these diets, right? But people won't take it too far. People, people just don't apply it the right way they're supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I don't want to go too deep into that, but it's like, what I'm trying to say is, I have been able to take a lot of those one things from certain diets mm-hmm. that works for me, mm-hmm. right? So, I don't want to say this, but if you have tried those certain diets before and you're like, oh, this is where this worked or whatever. Okay. Why did it work? Going back to that. Why? What is that one thing that actually helped you that, you know, it's like, what is it that food that made you feel good? Or what is that food that you took away that actually made your body feel a lot better? Right. You didn't feel that indigestion. You didn't feel that, that stomach pain. It's like, what was it? Yeah. Right. It's like going back to the, again, trying that thing, finding that one thing, changing that one thing that works for you. goes a long way, man. And, and then you find your new one thing. Yeah, exactly. You find your <laughs> one thing and the process repeats. Right? <laughs> periodizing. Like, by the way, guys, that is nutritional periodization or, again, exercise periodization. And essentially, that's the big the big two 
things that we're talking about here. Yes, we got into the mental aspect of it. Yes, we got into the, you know, psychology part of it. But the big thing that we're trying to talk about in simple terms, um, obviously, as a fitness podcast, is nutritional periodization and exercise periodization, right? What is one muscle group that you feel like general population is not strong enough with that they could benefit by doing an exercise? Glutes. And what would be besides some of these females, obviously that just <laughs> trained that they got to stop I, training. No, I agree a hundred percent. I agree a hundred percent. Um, so we're on the same page with that. What would be a good glute exercise for general population to get started? Everyone's going to probably, probably everyone's going to want to say hip thrust, uh-huh. which I kind of agree. I say or kind bridges. of bridges. Yeah. But bridges, I would for sure start with bridges. Uh-huh. Um, I had this one client that, um, she struggled with her, Again, posture, things like that, right? Uh, bad anterior pelvic tilt, right? And I would work on... All I started working on with her was, was bridges, floor bridges. Mm-hmm. We would do like sets of five. It wasn't even that many. Um, and that helped her out a lot. Her posture changed, right? Her, her her glutes got stronger, obviously. Well, they started to look better, better form, right? Shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but at anything... The reason why I said glutes is because everyone benefits from that, man. Obviously, again, posture-wise. All my posture people, I actually have them work out glutes. Yes, I work on their back and everything. Uh, my athletes, you have a lot of power in your ass, <laughs> right? That's where you get all yep. your drive, right? You're able to push out people. You're able to jump higher, things like that. Glutes, right? Mm-hmm. Even some of the physique people, you could have an amazing upper body, but if you don't have a lower body, well, you don't going to look that good. You really don't, right? So it's like I believe everybody benefits from that. I don't know if you were expecting that answer, but I definitely think it's that. Well, no, it's – I mean, it is, I, I wasn't looking for a specific. I just wanted to know what you thought, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm of the same mindset on that one, so – I just thought we we could give our listeners, you know, out there who may not be working out or don't have a lot of knowledge, something they can take away and implement. I mean, just, I mean, also, I mean, you know what? I take my answer back. You know what I'm going to say? Oh. No, no. I <laughs> Keep my answer. Keep my answer. <laughs> but um, squats. Uh-huh. People don't think squats, are obviously, squats for sure. Hands down. That's my answer. Okay. Same thing. Glutes. But That gets the glutes, yeah. Yes. People think they don't, but it's like that's because people do not know how to squat. That's why. Right. The the thing about it, the greatest load on your glutes is at the bottom of a squat. Mm-hmm. If you're able to get a nice deep squat, I'm not saying, you know, as to grasp, but the deepest that your body could handle. Right. Obviously, you're working on mobility anyways. But the deepest that you could handle, you feel a massive glute pump. Oh, yeah. Like I when I sometimes I train for that specific thing. So it's like, for example, I'm working on my posterior chain. Mm-hmm. The way I, I squat for quads and the way I squat for like, you know, for posterior chain is deep is different, a little different. I still like to squat deep, but it's like when I really want to focus on my posterior chain, I squat as deep as I can. I work on my mobility right before, right? Get my ankles loose, my hips loose. And I start my hamstrings and glutes are on fire just doing mm. a nice barbell back squat. Wow, that's right? awesome. And then think about it. In our everyday life, what's the good? We have to get up and not, right? Got yep. to get up. And sit back in, down. In and out of our seats, on the toilet, on the bed, whatever. It's like that's the number one thing. The number one thing that we all should not lose, right? Mm-hmm. You want to keep your independence? Squat. Yeah. Right? And get your glutes strong. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I think, you know, we've we've uh, talked about a lot today. I think it's been a good, uh, you know, we've gotten pretty deep on, you know, why it's uncomfortable to change Definitely. and why people might be sticking to the same program and just some steps and takeaways that you can you can start to implement. Yeah, it was definitely, a, this was a fun podcast. I mean, they're all fun, but... Definitely. I mean, just be honest, some we get in, uh, I guess, a little deeper than others. And 
Um, this was a fun conversation. I could continue talking about this, to be honest. I could go for another hour, but um, well, there'll be more. There'll be more podcasts. But if you guys really like this episode um, and want to hear more, obviously let us know, right? Send us an a, a email, a DM at lifelifted_pod on Instagram. All right, uh, leave us a five-star review if you guys can. If you like this uh, episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, that would help us out a lot, guys. Share um, this with a friend or family member. Uh, you know, this hopefully it can inspire them to also want to change. Absolutely. Um, and again, if you, like as we said, if you guys want to listen to more of this or you guys like this episode, you want more content like this uh, on this topic, uh, let us know. You could DM us, like we always say, um, right? DM me at like Mike, like Mike. Uh, Mike has two E's, two three. On Instagram and uh, Chris, it's just Chris Musser at Instagram. Musser at Instagram. So DM us or the Life Lifted Pod on Instagram. Like I said, uh, let us know because we want we want we want to give you guys essentially what you guys want. Like yes, we have an a uh, 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 what do you want to call it a uh, a list of things we want to talk about, right? Um, but at the end of the day, whatever you guys want to listen to is what we want to present to you guys. Um, but again, thank you guys for listening. Um, this has been an amazing episode. Awesome. I hope you guys love this episode because I really like this episode. We'll see how it turns out, right? Uh, but until next time, it has been Life Lifted. Thank you for joining us on the Life Lifted podcast. If you liked today's episode, give us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you want to lift your mind, body, and soul, follow us for more episodes. Show support by sharing Life Lifted with your friends and family. Until next time, stay lifted.